Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. We'll ask you to turn over to 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verse number 18. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I want to speak to you on the subject, where are you on the gratitude scale? We had a scale from one to ten. One, having no gratitude at all. Ten, being the very best possible. Where are you on that scale? What does God think about you on this scale? What does your family church think about you? Uh, the people in your home. So the pilgrims gave thanks for what God had wrought among them. A lot of holidays that we have are really not scriptural. Santa Claus is not scriptural. Easter bunnies is not scriptural. Easter eggs are not scriptural. But there's nothing wrong with Thanksgiving. And we shouldn't wait till this time of year to be thankful for all that God has done for us. We ought to have a thankful heart every day of our lives. All of us who are saved have so much to be thankful for. God has been so good to us, having saved us and from a life of sin and lifting us out of that horrible pit and given us a hope that we didn't have at one time. We can be superficial and thoughtless sometimes as we go throughout the year and simply put a premium on this time of the year. But oh, how we ought to be thankful every time we come to the house of the Lord. We should be thankful all the time. A lot of the problems we have with our youth today stem from the fact they haven't been properly taught to be thankful. And I'd like to expound on this subject just for a little while here this morning. You know, human beings are not born thankful. I have eight children and none of them were born thankful. They don't thank you when you change their diaper. They get mad sometimes and throw a fit. They don't thank you when you give them a bath and all that you do for them, they have to be taught to be thankful. And we as the church need to be taught to be a thankful individual. And they're ones, the Bible tells me, uh, somebody says, well, I don't know how uh, we can thank God for all the things that he's doing, a lot of things I don't agree with. Well, Romans 8, 28 says, all things work together for the good of them that love God and them who are the called according to his purpose. Friend, that's how we can be thankful and give thanks in everything because God is working everything to our good. Lots of things happen in our lives that we don't see any good in. No matter what angle we look at, we can see there's no good can come out of this. But you see, since you're saved, since you've been called according to the word of God and you love the Lord, uh, then friend, everything is working together for the good of them that really love the Lord. That's how we can thank God for everything because God promises 
to work every situation for our benefit. Isn't that a wonderful promise in the Word of God? That means, friend, even when things look dark and even when you look every direction, you don't see any light, friend, you can still be thankful because you've got faith in God. You've got faith in the promises of God that He's going to take these dark situations and He's going to work them out for your good. All of us can think of times... uh, Uh, When we didn't feel like giving thanks, our flesh uh, couldn't see no reason to be thankful for. But since we have this fantastic promise here in Romans 8, 28, we can thank God even in life's hardest times, knowing he's at work in them and he's in work in us for our good. And friend, when we give thanks, even when we don't feel especially thankful and hopeful, it encourages us. You just, you just try it sometimes. Just be thankful when things look dark and it'll begin to encourage you and stir your heart and the feeling of thankfulness will come. I'm sure you've heard of this, but one night on his way home, the great commentator Matthew Henry was robbed. After this unfortunate incident, he recorded this prayer in his journal. I thank thee that I've never been robbed before. I thank thee that even though they took my purse, they did not take my life. And I thank thee though they took my all, it wasn't much. And I thank thee that it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed. He learned the promise, didn't he? In Romans 8, in verse number 28, I like that old song, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. I read one time, some of you sisters can be thankful for this, I'm sure. Thank God for dirty dishes. They have a tale to tell. While others go hungry, we've eaten very well. With home, health, and happiness, I shouldn't want to fuss. By the stack of evidence, God's been very good to us. Amen. So there's some ideals about thankfulness. First of all, thankfulness is an attitude. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. An ungrateful person is a proud person. Thanksgiving helps us have an humble attitude. The Bible tells us in St. John 15 and verse number five, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If we really feel this way, If this is the way that we feel about ourselves, without God, we can do nothing. Then we can have a thankful heart because we realize that everything that God has given us, he did it, and it was not us. Just with a noteworthy attitude, thankfulness should be on the A list. Oh, there's so many scriptures throughout the word of God encouraging us to be thankful. First Thessalonians 3, 9, for what thanks can we render to God again for you, for all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before God. 
in Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you are called in one body and be ye thankful. Psalms, the hundredth chapter and verse number four says, enter in his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. From the depths of one's character, one's attitudes are revealed. How barren and empty is one's life who has no thankfulness and does not have a thankful attitude. I'd like for you to go read Romans the first chapter sometimes. And it tells us in verse number 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Of all the things that he's talking about in the context, he's talking right around this verse here about the ungodliness and unrighteousness, and he's talking about uncleanness and vile affections and leaving the natural use of the woman and fornication and wickedness and covetousness and envy and murder and debate and deceit and malignity and backbiters and haters of God, despiteful, proud, boastful, inventors of evil things, disobedience to parents without natural affection, covenant breakers. And he talks about the implacable, unmerciful. In the list of all those gross sins, he mentions those who are not thankful. Neither were they thankful. Along with all this other ungodliness, neither were they thankful. Where are you this morning on the scale of gratitude? Let's strive to employ this attitude of thankfulness in our lives. God has been so good to us, saints. And 2 Corinthians 2.14, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. It's God that always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. First Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you've got victory this morning, it's because God gave you the victory. Second Corinthians 9, 15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Oh, thank God for the gift of eternal life. Second Corinthians 8 and verse number 16 says, but thanks be unto God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. Again, in Psalms 119 and verse number 62, at midnight will I rise and give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. Maybe that's what Paul and Silas, maybe they're thinking about that scripture when they were there in the prison cell after being beaten. And at midnight, they sang praises unto God. Why would they do that in such a time when they're locked up and they're bound? Why would you give praise to God? Because they knew that all things work together for the good of them that love God. And it worked together for their good. And thankfulness is also an action. It's an action. Job's attitude is an inspiration to me. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. The sufferer will be blessed if in the midst of great agony and despair, 
He can look into the face of the heavenly Father and because of his eternal love and presence, be grateful. Our response to suffering should lead us to look beyond it in the attempt to see God's higher purpose and what he wants to teach us. God's way is best. I will not murmur. A fairer way may seem to show. Tis only that our earth's ambition, the truth can never clearly know. Because of our earth's ambition, we can't see the good that God's going to work in our life through the hard places and the hard times. But by giving thanks to God in both the good times and the bad times, Christians can show the world an attitude that's foreign to them. You know, when God's blessing us, when God's pouring out the blessings, we very stop and say, why me, Lord? But as soon as things turn around a little bit, that's the first words out of our mouths. It shouldn't be that way. Thankfulness is not lazy in its business. Thankfulness gets up off of the couch and it has something to say. It's thankful. Luke 17, verse 12 through 18. And he entered to a certain village and there met him 10 that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priest. It came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was cleansed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. Jesus answering and said, where there not ten, but where are the nine that are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. There was nine of them that was low on the scale of gratitude. One of them got a 10. Yes, friend, just as the lepers returned, that one leper returned to give thanks. It might have not been convenient. We should be quick to give God thanks. Where was this one leper on the scale of gratitude? I believe he got a 10, don't you? The other nine got a zero. What's your score? Prayer is probably the best way to see thankfulness in action. One cannot properly pray without giving thanks. You and I are commanded in the scriptures and we are exposed to ones who were thankful. Consider a few here this morning. Let's look at these scriptures, just one right after another. Friend, we have this example in the word of God. Not only are we told to give thanks, we have the example of those in the word of God, the apostle Paul, if we was going to give him a score, if God was going, he'd give him a 10 because he was a thankful individual. Somebody said, well, everything was going well in his, no, everything wasn't going well in his life. He had a lot of problems. He had a lot of persecution. He was beaten and uh, he went through difficult situations in his life. 
from the beginning of his ministry all the way to the end, but he was a man that had a thankful heart. And in 1 Timothy 2, 1, he said, I exhort therefore that first of all that supplications and prayers and intercession and giving of thanks be made for all men. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, our text, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. It is God's will in Christ that in everything you give thanks. Colossians 3, 17, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and to the Father by him. And Colossians 1 and verse number 12, he said, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of saints in light. And Ephesians in the fifth chapter and verse number 20, he said, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Daniel, the sixth chapter and verse number 10, it says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open and in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he did aforetime. The Bible says in Psalms 140, verse number 13, Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. The Bible says in Psalms 136, verse number 1, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Psalms 136, verse number 2, Oh, give thanks unto God, for his mercy endureth endureth forever. And we could go on and on and on reading those scriptures from the Word of God, how that we are to be thankful. And you know, dear ones, thankfulness is also an attribute. Thankfulness can be seen as an attribute to the local assembly. If we as individuals have an attitude of thankfulness, And when we as individuals try to demonstrate our thankfulness, then we should have no trouble for the local assembly in this matter. The church should pave the way of true, unwavering thankfulness. There should be no doubt in anyone's mind, but the church is a church that gives thanks unto God. Hebrews 13, 15, by him let us offer this sacrifice of praise to God continually, not just on Thanksgiving, but continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Paul commands the church to give thanks unto God. In 1 Thessalonians 1, 2, we give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers In the Old Testament, the nation of Israel was a group who would give thanks for what God had done for them. In 1 Chronicles 16, 8, listen to what he said. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Somebody said, well, I'll tell you, Brother Larry, you know, when I get in my car and drive down the road, I just give God praise then. I give God a lot of thanks, just me and him, as I drive down the road. Well, he said to do it among the people. You ought to get up to this mic every once in a while. Testimony time. 
give thanks among the people. Make mention of his name. Amen. How about the congregation right here? Do they look at you as being thankful? Because they often hear you in your testimonies, giving praise and thanksgiving unto God. First Chronicles sixteen thirty four. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Thank God for the mercy of God. Thankfulness is also an avenue. I believe that thankfulness is an avenue that leads to blessings. The scripture as a whole paints this picture from Abraham to the apostle John. The best examples would range from Joseph, who was sold into slavery, but he kept the right attitude. You know what he said? We need to remember this, saints. They meant it unto me evil, but God meant it good. That's the attitude we got to have. Joseph kept the right attitude. Daniel kept the right attitude. Amen. He was serving God. He was thankful, and he exhibited his thankfulness. We should not have empty thankfulness. God is looking down. We live in a world that's negative. They're ungrateful. In the midst of all the pessimism, God calls us to exercise thanksgiving. To be thankful will help you to have an optimistic outlook on life. If you're grateful in your heart, you'll see the potential and not the problem. You'll see the opportunity and not the opposition. Let's get on this avenue of thankfulness and stay on it this entire year. Just be thankful to God. Because a thankful heart protects us from a life of bitterness and discontentment. This satisfaction comes when our attention shifts from what we have to what we don't have. One of the most notorious examples of this in the whole Bible comes from Numbers 11. A certain people had been given freedom from slavery, deliverance from their enemies, and a perfect supply of food, heavenly food at that. Twice a day, God fed them from heaven. But you know what? They couldn't be thankful. They began to complain because God was not giving them a variety of food. In their discontentment, God's anger burned against them. Why? Because they snubbed God's provisions and focused on what they lacked rather than what the Lord had done for him. Their dissatisfaction became their downfall. And before we're too quick to side in with God against the Israelites, have we looked at our own hearts first? It's easy to say, well, look at them people. After all God done for them, they wouldn't be satisfied. Well, look for all God's done for us. But we still complain, find fault. How much time? Do we spend daydreaming about all we'd like to have rather than thanking God for the good gifts he's already blessed us with?
So where are you on the scale of gratitude? This morning, do you have a deep sense of gratitude for all that God has done for you and all that he's doing for you? Even you, sinner, and you've got a lot to be thankful for. You might say, what can I thank God for? You can thank God he's been merciful unto you until this present moment. Had it not been for the mercy of God, you wouldn't be here this morning. God's been good to you. And then you can be thankful, sinner friend, that you're still on this side of eternity. Because a lot of people your age are not on this side of eternity. God's been good to you. You have something to be thankful for. You can be thankful, sinner friend, that the door of mercy is still open. Because it could have been closed against you by this time. You can thank God that he has not withdrew his spirit from you. He's still dealing with you. He's still talking to you. You can thank God you still have your right mind. There are some folks in our world today, they're still breathing, but they're not in their right mind. And they got in this condition as a lost sinner. They don't have a mind to repent. They don't have a mind to get right with God. Sinner friend, you can be thankful that there's somebody praying for you. You've got a lot to be thankful for. Show God you're thankful by quit rejecting him. Open your heart to him. And as we search our hearts as Christians, let's be honest. Where am I on the scale of gratitude? Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.